Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and join with me, as always, the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the Barry Horowitz to my Brooklyn brawler. It's Steven Davidson. How you doing today, Steve? I'm okay. I would like to clarify, I have never once been joined with you. <laughs> I often join you, but we have never been joined with each other, just to make that clear. Okay, I, I don't think anyone else would have made that connection, but thanks for pointing it out. Make oh, it weird. someone would have. Someone would have. <laughs> hey, everyone, thanks for helping us break a record last week. That's right. Our uh, our record for most downloads on uh, in a day. Um, we very much appreciate that. It means we're growing. Hopefully, hopefully it gets bigger and bigger. Um, we appreciate the support and uh, the word of mouth and telling people. Mm-hmm. Um, again, keep commenting, keep liking, sharing, subscribing. Mm-hmm. Uh, telling everybody know about it we do appreciate it so much and listen listen if you think someone would like us listen to us when you're with them i tell you what i'm watching this disney stream on youtube and my brother-in-law told me about it over and over and over and i never once watched it and then when i went over to their house they would have it on and i was watching it and i got to like it and now i watch it all the time it helps it does it does it's always better to watch stuff with friends, you know, yes. it, it makes it more enjoyable. That's why we like, well, we used to like, I've got to do it in forever, but a year. you get together I mean, yeah. and actually watch pay-per-views and wrestling together. Yeah. One day it will return. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's get started. Our three count. Oh God. <laughs> wow. Um, and for those of us, the, the, those of you who listened to the show last week, I picked a doozy. I yeah. picked uh, one heck of a, a three count. I challenged Steve. Uh, to his three favorite enhancement talent matches. Let yeah, me question our friendship here. Yes, I mean this was this was a tough one. Uh, this is one that probably needed a lot more time. Um, but I mean, I'm okay with what I came up with. Um, hopefully, I'm not. There's one particular one where I am not necessarily circumventing the rules, mm-hmm. um, but it does involve someone who in the territory days mm-hmm. had a few titles. Ah, okay. All right. Well, but we'll never we with a major promotion, like okay. WWF, WWE, WCW, nothing like that. Right. Um, right. It was okay. just on the indie circuit. Most of it probably not televised or anything like that. So, okay. Okay. I, uh, I don't think we needed a few weeks We're you know, professionals get stuff done, Tim professionals true. get stuff done and we pretend to be professionals. So here we are. That's right. We're here. One week. That's all we need. One week. That's it. We got mm-hmm. it. All right. Well, it was my challenge. That means you got to go first this week, buddy. What you got? Okay. All right. I'm going to start with my cheat. Okay. I, th- I, I, I think it's a cheat. It, it's not really. But I picked this not for the match itself, but for what happens after the match. And so that's why I kind of considered it a cheat. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're talking November 23rd, 1991. Enhancement talent. Good old Bob Werner, who I know you're all very familiar with Bob Werner. Man, love Bob's work. <laughs> I, I had a hard time choosing from all the Bob Werner matches, Tim. I know, right? But I, I went with this one uh, where he faces Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. The match is fine. 
it's it's it does what it set out to do jake beats him after the match randy savage gets involved and ends up tied to the ring ropes at which point jake roberts pulls out his cobra and the infamous snake randy savage on the arm that is one of the that image is still burned into my brain that was one of the most shocking things ever on wrestling television um i'm so glad it happened after a match and it wasn't during an interview segment so i could put her on this list <laughs> i was struggling man <laughs> um but uh yeah so kind of a cheat because it wasn't for the match so to speak but it did happen during a match segment so i went with it so uh, side note how do you feel about snakes oh they're the okay my three biggest fears are snakes girls and heights in that order okay is your fear of snakes did it come from this Oh God, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but it, I think I was just born with it. Okay. I was just saying, cause I mean, you would have been, you know, fairly young watching this yeah. when it happened. So I thought, well, maybe that's why. Cause I always knew you didn't like snakes, but yes. Yeah. In 1991, I was only 38 years old. Yes. Only 38, only 38. <laughs> All right. That's a good choice. I like that. And yeah, it's not, I think that's fine. Okay. It, it works in there. All right. um, uh, mine, uh, my number three and is from 1987. Uh, mm. It's primetime wrestling. Mm. As the ultimate warrior takes on what some consider to probably be the best jobber, the best enhancement talent, Iron Mike Sharp. Uh, good old Iron Mike, yeah. And this is the one I was talking about. He held some, some titles. Mm-hmm. In the early, early territory days. But when he was working with WWF. I don't think he ever won a match. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But this guy was the perennial just kind of heel character, which mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed. And going back mm-hmm. and seeing this match was was interesting because he's doing all the classic heel stuff. Yep. They go to lock up at the beginning of the match, and he steps halfway out the ropes, like, get away from me. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the crazy thing is, is when you go back and look at Iron Mike Sharp was a big guy. He, he was, was really big. He, I mean, he was on par with the size of Warrior. He was. He might have even been bigger than Warrior. Which was insane. But yeah, yeah I mean, I just, I really liked uh, this match. I mostly wanted to highlight it because I wanted to highlight Iron Mike Sharp. Just okay. because yeah. of that. So that was kind of why it was my cheat with uh, him having titles in a in the in territory days. But yeah. Okay. I really, really, really liked Iron Mike as a as a jobber, enhancement talent, whatever you want, moniker you want to stick him with. Um, of course, Warrior wins this in typical Warrior fashion. Right. But Iron Mike does get to put in a lot of good heel tactics, escaping mm-hmm. to the ring and having the ref like, no, no, time out, you know, just calling off the Warrior. It was really good. Yeah. But that's yeah. my number three. He he was really he he was very memorable. He had the 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 forearm cover that he yeah. always wore, and he bellowed. He just constantly bellowed. He'd walk around the ring going, arr, 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 arr. <laughs> not saying words, just making that noise. Arr, arr, arr. He was a very audible wrestler. <laughs> he was. He was. And he was very behind the scenes. He was obsessed with cleanliness, obsessed with it. He would shower constantly. And he was just well known amongst the, the people backstage as just being a, an absolute clean freak. So, wow. A little interesting tidbit about Iron Mike Sharp there. Cool. Um, he's no longer with us, but yep. uh, he's definitely very, very memorable. Um, I'm curious if we're going to have any overlap here. So far, at least for me, no. Um, number two for me. 2001 on Jacked, May 12th, 
Mike Bell okay. takes on Perry Saturn. Oh. Early in the match, Mike Bell messes up an arm drag. Perry Saturn is not happy about this development. <laughs> and he can he proceeds to beat the living, the living crap out of Mike Bell. Legitimate punches, throws him out of the ring. He lands on his head. I don't know how he didn't die. Um, this is a very famous uh, incident, we'll call it. Um, if you do a search for Perry Saturn, it'll be one of the things that auto-populates. Perry Saturn, Mike Bell. Um, it was horribly unprofessional. Yeah, <laughs> Perry that's... Saturn. Um, at least we pretend to be professional. He didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, and I, I almost felt bad putting it on here. I don't want to say like it was my favorite. Like, yeah, awesome. This was great. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely memorable and something that people still talk about. And if you haven't seen it, it was unjacked. That's with two K's, not with a CK because WWE. Um, so Jack, <laughs> May 12th, 2001, Perry Saturn versus Mike Bell. Uh, it's worth seeing at least once just because it's it's pretty brutal. But yeah. Mike Bell, he, he was okay and actually was kicking out of stuff later in the match. I'm like, you're going to just make him mad, man. <laughs> <laughs> Take the fall. <laughs> Stay down. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my number two. Uh, well, and again, I don't think we're going to have any overlap other than kind of a theme overlap here. Okay. My number two also involves a pretty gruesome looking spot. Okay. Oh, I better know. Okay. It's from 1996. Uh Uh-huh. An episode of WWF Superstars. Uh Uh-huh. Where Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yep. Took on Marty Garner. Yep. Um, and... It was a quick, it was only three minutes. It was just go Hunter. I don't think Garner got a lick of offense in. It was just a total showcase for Hunter. And he sets him up for the pedigree, but then something kind of goes wrong. Uh, There's speculation that Garner might've thought he was going for an underhook suplex or power bomb. So he lifts off with his feet and basically gets spike pile drived. Yeah. With no protection, um, he did uh, get have some some neck damage and, and injury caused by this. So I, I again, I don't like you like the previous one. I don't want to sit there and say this was awesome, but it was very memorable. Yeah, um, I remember it. Yeah, very. And well. actually, this is the match that stuck in my head when I came up with this. Yeah, I was like, that is one that I have just always thought of and been like, wow. Yeah, yeah, just what a brutal, brutal ending to that match. I remembered this and and considered putting it on here, and I thought Tim's going to use it, (laughs) (laughs) and I was right. You were right. You were very right. So I thought it'd be your number one, though. So I'm curious to see what your number one Ah. is. Um, Okay, so my number one um, (laughs) still makes me laugh. Uh, We talked about how there wouldn't be really any recent ones. Not true. Because oh. this is from December 12, 2017, an enhancement talent match just a few years ago. Okay. Featuring someone we've talked about lately. Okay. The Bludgeon Brothers. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So okay. um, he was Luke Harper then. Right. Along with Eric Rowan. Uh, they took on uh, someone who you could argue maybe wasn't always a jobber or an enhancement talent, Colin Delaney. Um, cause he did have a bit of a run in WWE's version of ECW, but he's not, he's not why I chose this anyway. He okay. was just there. 
uh, his tag team partner, billed as Joe Monroe, but known throughout the circles of the few people who know him as Juan Francisco de Coronado. Uh, he was the partner. Why I chose this is for one single moment, Tim. Uh-oh. Do you remember this match? Do you remember this I do all? not, unfortunately. Okay. I do okay. not. Everyone has to look this up on YouTube. <laughs> you have to look it up. Because Luke Harper, Brody Lee, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. takes old Joe Monroe here and uh, hoists him up for a last ride style powerbomb. And as he lifts him and he reach, reaches the apex, Joe Monroe lets out a shrill scream, unlike anything you've ever heard in a wrestling match. <laughs> I saw a comment that said, he sounds like R2-D2. <laughs> and i went back and listened to it again and he sounds like r2d2 it is tremendous and it is the funniest thing you will see ever in a wrestling match it is absolutely tremendous and for that one moment i didn't know a human being could even scream like this <laughs> but to hear it in a scenario where you're supposed to have tough people facing off against each other is just absolute gold. And so for that one moment, I picked this match. Bludgeon Brothers, Colin Delaney, and, but you don't even need to put in the names of their opponents. Go to YouTube, type in Bludgeon Brothers, and you'll see Bludgeon Brothers screaming jobber. <laughs> you'll know you're in the right place. And as you describe it, now I kind of remember seeing it. I'm going to go back and watch it again yeah. now, but I kind of remember the scream. When you yeah. said the scream, I was like, you know, that does sound really, really familiar. It's <laughs> spectacular. Oh, man. That's a great number one. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, my number one, I decided to go with an instance where the enhancement talent won. Okay. Thought about, about a lot of pinfall. These. Okay. Uh, this, uh, and I can't remember the exact uh, date, but it was in 1996 as well um, as my last one. Uh, and it was, uh, I believe, another Superstars match. I could be wrong. But on the show in question, you had the duo of Eddie Jackie and Jason Arndt. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's right. I remember him. And they were in a handicap match versus Stone Cold yep. Steve Austin. Yep. Uh, and it was one, it's like you, you just assumed Austin was going to win because mm-hmm. it's Austin. Now, this is before, you know, he was at that meteoric rise, you know, right. where he was there at the top, but when he was building on it and he loses because, you know, he's feuding with, with the heart foundation basically at the time mm-hmm. and British bulldog comes out. Uh, and thanks to some interference, they end up pinning Austin yeah, <laughs> and getting the victory. Um, and I just, I, I figured for my number one, I had to highlight a time when enhancement talent won mm-hmm. and that enhancement talent didn't go on to be yeah. big superstars. Not many of those. Cause I mean, obviously the obvious one to talk about that would be one, two, three kid. Right. Right. But, um, but of course he became one of the greatest in ring workers of all right. time. So, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was uh, a good one to highlight. And I figured you'd like it since the Heart yeah. Foundation was involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, my boy, Steve, getting pinned by a couple of jobbers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know they still talk about it. Oh, like, oh, it's on their resume. They have it's t-shirts. The, <laughs> we pinned Steve Austin. Yep. 
Yep. They somehow got it onto onto Billy Kay's resume. It's on there somehow. It's on there. It's at the top of her resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's friends with the guys that pinned yep. Steve Austin. <laughs> yep. And didn't pin anyone else. No one uh, else. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I thought about that one too. I, th- I did think about that one too. Yeah. So no overlap. No you know, overlap. With so few options. I thought we might have some overlap. Yeah. But like, yeah, look at that. Because I thought maybe the Triple H one we might overlap, and yeah. maybe that Austin one we might yeah. overlap. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I mean, we got it done. It was a challenging one. Yes. <laughs> it was an interesting one, but uh, yes. it is your turn. Okay. What do you have for me this time? All right, so I'm going to go in the opposite direction where it's challenging because it's hard to narrow down, not because it's hard to come up with something. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go a little straightforward, a little a little less thinking outside of the box, um, but I am specific with this. I want to know your top three in-ring rivalries. I don't care about storylines. I'm talking about when these people are facing off against each other, you know you're going to love it. Your three okay. favorites. Yeah, that one is going to be harder to narrow down yeah. because I've already got like six that just popped in my head. Exactly. <laughs> um, yep. Okay, I like that. So top three in-ring in rivalries. Ring. It's all about the wrestling, not about the stories or the promos, just about the wrestling. All right. And that one is set. All right. So top three in-ring rivalries. Hey, comment on the page. Throw us a tweet. Let us know what... Uh, your favorite enhancement talent matches are if you were crazy enough to do this like we did. Oh, and, nobody told me. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got nothing. And nothing. Nothing. And then, uh, and then also, let us know what your uh, three favorite in-ring rivalries are. Um, and we will be back next week, and we'll have that at the top of the show. So yeah, great three count this week. Really, really liked it. Yeah. Challenging but fun. It was. All right, well, let's get started, and we're going to jump into what, I mean, what everybody's talking about. we got to kick off the top of the show with Elimination Chamber, Let's because it happened just a few days ago. Let's go ahead and, and get it in and get it out of the way. I know it's a lot of news. people. It's the big news. The big news. And we're going to go through and just run down these uh, these matches. Of course, the, um, the uh, kickoff show had a fatal four-way uh, to determine who would be Keith Lee's replacement in the u.s championship match and this of course had uh john morrison um mustafa ali mustafa ali um actually it's not on this rundown sheet who else was oh (laughs) um it was uh uh yeah it was morrison who won um mustafa ali it was um oh now i've got a thing too um Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm totally blanking. Oh well. No disrespect to the other two people in the match. We'll if we'll, we'll look it up and see if we can and correct that. But yeah, the most important thing here is that John Morrison ends up winning. Yeah. Ends up replacing Keith Lee uh, later in the night, uh, which they're saying it's um, that he's got an injury. But if you've been reading the internet, don't know if it's really an injury. A lot of a lot of big questions with Keith Lee. Up up in the air at the moment but um uh ricochet and elias ah okay ricochet and elias okay so we knew they weren't gonna win <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> um i i, I would have liked to have seen i think an ali u.s title run is would just be exactly what we need 
<laughs> it's what he needs. <laughs> it's what he needs, but I think it's what we need too. It would be so perfect. That that title specifically for Ali would be the one for him to have right now. Yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah. If you're going to put a strap on him, it would need to be that one. Yeah. The um, stories that could be told with him specifically being the U.S. champion. Mm-hmm. Gold. Could be. Yeah, that could be just gold. Um, but yeah, so they kick off the actual show proper with uh, the first of two of the Elimination Chamber matches. And this is the one for the number one contendership for the um, Universal title from SmackDown. Uh, had Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, King Corbin, Jay Uso, Daniel Bryan, and Cesaro. And this was pretty freaking awesome. It was. It was really good. This match was, I mean, they, they start off and... I'm sitting there going, they're not going to have Brian and Cesaro start the match, are they? And of course they did. Yeah. And they started out strong, set the pace, which was really good. Um, a lot of little stories in here that were really good. Of course, as we kind of said, we figured, you know, Jey Uso and Kevin Owens would kind of wall off with each other there. And they did. And that's, uh, that's why Kevin ended up not winning that Pretty creative spot trapping his arm and then just super kicking the crap out of him like mm-hmm. five times, um, which was pretty neat. Um, and still leaves fuel to that fire. They can continue that, yeah. Um, which is good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Daniel Bryan and Cesaro tore it down. Of course, I wanted Cesaro to win, but he still looked great in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it comes down to Bryan winning. Mm-hmm. But uh, we also got to talk about how awesome Sami Zayn was. Oh, always. I mean, from the get-go, you know, with him throwing out his, his camera crew. And I love when Cesaro entered and, and Zayn's not paying attention. He smacks the glass, goes <laughs> boo, and, and Zayn's like, whoa! <laughs> Scares the crap out of him. Yeah. Which in my in my head, I really hope it was real. I really yeah. hope he wasn't paying attention and Cesaro just got him real quick. It'd been yeah. awesome. Um, I would have liked to have seen it come down to Brian and Cesaro too. And I thought for a second they were going to do that. I was like the two that started are going to be the two that finished, but then they, uh, I didn't, I didn't understand the logic of having Jay beat Cesaro. Yeah. That again, I don't know. I mean, he got the win over Owens. and I think that was enough. Yeah. That, that, that served its purpose. Him beating Cesaro, especially if you're wanting to push Cesaro more, Mm -hmm. it would be better if he takes the loss from brian yeah as opposed to taking the loss from jay taking the loss from the guy that he's spending a lot of time with who had had the best chance of knowing his game yeah and and kind of being prepared for him that would have made more sense to me so i don't know i'm sure they had a reason i'm not sure what it was yeah maybe they didn't want brian to eliminate too many people and maybe it could be um I mean, that could have been Brian's own design. Like, he didn't want to come over that strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe he didn't want to be the one to beat Cesaro. Yeah. Since Cesaro has beaten him twice recently. That's true. Maybe, That's very maybe true. He, wanted, he didn't want to undo that, perhaps. But but a, a great a great chamber match to start off the pay-per-view, I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. Of course, then immediately as the chamber gets raised after brian's hand get raised here comes roman reigns yeah and here's the universal championship match which um you know reigns went for the spear brian rolled through put him in the yes lock immediately and i love that by the way because my thinking when when that bell rang i thought well roman's just gonna spear it yeah and 
this is exactly what I'm talking about. When I was talking before, I don't remember who was it. Um, Like if, if, if I can predict what the opponent's going to do and I'm not a wrestler, why can't the wrestler predict what the opponent's going to do? Right. And he did. And I loved it. That that Daniel Bryan's awesome. Like this is why Like he put psychology into a 45 second match. That's Daniel Bryan. And I, I love that spot because if that is what Roman Reigns would do, especially as a heel. Mm-hmm. I knew it, but Daniel Bryan knew it. That's yeah. the, that's what made that moment so great. And it also made it great because for a second, when he had him in the yes lock, there was the, um, is what is our Yeslemania 2.0? Are we going to get it? Yeah. And of course we didn't. And right. ended up Roman put him in the, the front chancery guillotine lock thing. And mm-hmm. it was over. And, you know, stands up and gets speared by edge. Yeah. <laughs> little receipt from, from SmackDown, which we'll talk about SmackDown a little bit later. So uh, what do you think the point of having this elimination chamber match was? Why not give one to the women? Yeah. That, that's end of this. And that's a good point. Cause I mean, you could have easily set up a match, just reigns versus Brian. Mm-hmm. Have it yeah. go 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. finish the same way. Edge comes out, spears, points at WrestleMania sign. You still have all the, the, that set up and then give the ladies a match to shine. Yeah. We kind of, you and I kind of assumed that they would have one. We were yeah. really talking about who we would put in it. Yeah. And they just didn't get one. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not convinced that WWE is fully behind this women's revolution yet. They've made a lot of headway. They've come a long way, but there is no question that the women are still not treated the same as the men. We will talk yeah. more, more about that. In oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. That's coming up. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's official. Edge reigns WrestleMania. It's kind of what I expected to happen. Yeah. I figured Edge was going to challenge reigns. Now, <laughs> saw some people comment on the internet and I'm like, you know, that would actually be so awesome as if when this match happens, it's a squash and Reigns just decimates him. It'll destroys, never happen. It'll never happen, but destroys right. the dream comeback. Yeah. You know, and Edge has to go back to the drawing board, you know, whatever, but it makes Reigns look super strong. He goes into insurance. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, up next, we had the, uh, the triple threat, Bobby Lashley versus Matt Riddle versus john morrison um and this was was done pretty well and Mm -hmm. i think with the three that were in this match because i i remember my prediction was if keith lee was in it i predicted keith lee would win Mm -hmm. wasn't in it and matt riddle gets the victory which he really really needed yeah he did (laughs) because he's been treated kind of like a jobber for the past three or four weeks yeah (laughs) um yeah well, and it was kind of obvious when they felt the need to replace Keith Lee that Riddle was going to win, I thought. Yeah. Because if he wasn't going to win, they could have just done the singles match. That's right. But, but-, but clearly they wanted to have somebody else in there mm-hmm. take the loss so that Lashley wouldn't take the loss before his big program with the WWE title. Yeah. But so- once they had to replace keith lee that that pretty much sealed the deal that that to riddle was winning yeah because i mean lashley pretty much you know kind of dominated 
the match, except for a few times I got him on the outside. Uh, and then it took uh, MVP's crutch <laughs> to, uh, to knock him out the ring long enough for, uh, for Riddle to hit the bro Derek on Morrison and get the one, two, three. Um, People out there know who Bo Derek is. I know, right? <laughs> but he keeps, I just love how every move he does has a moniker. Yeah. The bro to sleep. The <laughs> yeah. There's like so many. Yeah. Um, play on words, everything. But uh, but yeah, so the original bro, he's your new U.S. champion. And I like it. And hopefully they use it well with him. Yeah, you know what they've done with Lashley in the U.S. Championship is great because it made it feel important. Uh-huh. So hopefully they continue that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, poor John Morrison. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, he was the uh, sacrificial lamb. Yeah, but somebody had to do it. Um, women's Tag Team Championship match is next, uh-huh. and we have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the titles against Bianca Belair. And Sasha Banks. Yep. And I mean, match was good. I, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. And we both predicted that that the champions would retain, which they yep. did. Uh, the match was good, of course. And but it ha- the the finish was a, I, oh, I kind of said it was it would be something to do either with them turning or maybe Reginald getting involved. And it was yeah. Reginald getting involved, kind of inexplicably, bringing down the champagne bottles. Use this. Use yeah. this. Trying, trying to help, but also seemingly trying to to push Sasha back towards the dark side a little bit. Yeah, and but she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. What are you talking about? And then, of course, that leads to them losing. But yeah, um, so I, I will say this: it, it could have gone either way. I mean, there there is rationale mm-hmm. where you know having Sasha and Bianca as champions would be something that they might want to do right now. So it could have gone either way. And I will say throughout the whole pay-per-view there were only two near falls on the whole thing that got me and they were both in this match. That was the Sasha Frog Splash and the Sasha Meteora. Oh yeah. The only two times where I was fooled like into, oh this could be the end. Yeah. Yep. Because again it goes back to what we've talked about before. Um, she has won matches with both of those moves mm-hmm. and she knows how to time them so that it feels like an actual finish. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it, th- this match was, it, it's not going to be match of the year, but it was better than I think most people are giving it credit for being. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, so I mean, good match. Uh, didn't really see any friction between Bianca and Sasha. So, you know, still questions up in the air as to, who Bianca is going to challenge. Although uh, I think it's still Sasha. I think I that's think so, the yeah. obvious match. It's got to be. They're connecting them right now. So yeah, I yeah. think it has to be. They have time. They have yeah, time to get there. Plenty of time. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to, uh, well, <laughs> the last match. Technically. Should we, should mm. we talk about another match that maybe should have been? In oh, well, that's true. Let's talk about the match that should have been on the card. But as we said, the women do not get treated the same as the men because, as you pointed out, I think when we were texting, is like, I'm sorry if if John Cena's opponent, when he was champion, went down or something happened and couldn't do it, they wouldn't be like, okay, John, no match for you. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, although Asuka, on a milk carton on Sunday, mm-hmm. missing, uh, and... I, I mean, it really, I mean, I'm an Oscar fan. I have been 
since the NXT days and she has been used correctly last year and Mm -hmm. pushed and was kind of, you know, she was the driving force on raw, keeping that going. And now that we're into 2021 and the end of 2020, it's just like, okay, what have you done for me lately? Apparently, because they're just pushing her to the background of course, you know the, what the difference is. What, her name's not Flair? Well, kind of. Charlotte's back. Yeah, Charlotte's back. And I... Yeah, so, yeah, she doesn't get the match. Uh, she should have defended against literally anybody. Anybody. <laughs> it didn't even have to be something storyline related. Just give her a match. Throw in there with Peyton Royce. Anything. Yeah. Anything. But um, you've got to present these titles as being of equal stature. To the men's titles. Yeah. Call up somebody from NXT just for a match on the pay-per-view. Something. Let Ember come over and wrestle her or anybody. I mean, come on. This is the show only went two and a half hours. Yeah, you had plenty of time. Plenty Plenty of of time. time. Especially when you spend five hours on your big four. You can't spend an extra 20 minutes to give your women's champion from Raw a match. And still clock in under three hours. Yeah, come on. Yeah. No, it's 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 kind of inexcusable. Um But yeah, as you say, it highlights the fact that they still do not treat them the same way. No, they don't. And they don't. And and honestly, I think it's Vince. I think if this was Triple H running things, mm-hmm. I think it'd be a different story. Um, I, I can't swear. I can't prove it. Yeah. But that's just my gut, just that's, based on things we've seen and heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. If it had been the other way around and Drew McIntyre's opponent had turned up sick or something. They wouldn't just throw the whole show and not mention that he was supposed to have a match. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the triple threat, Keith Lee's not in it. They don't make it a singles match. Of course, we said why that makes sense. But still, um, you know, they found a replacement. If one of the chamber participants couldn't have been in it, they would have found a replacement. Yep. It, but you know, whatever. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, We'll talk about raw a little bit later. But uh, let's finish up with the the last match of the night, the the uh, chamber match for the WWE title. And of course, you had Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, and Randy Orton. And surprise, surprise, the first one eliminated <laughs> is Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah. Um, that I mean, that got me. That took me by surprise. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, and now we see exactly where that's going as we'll get to some of the stuff on Raw. But uh, this match also was pretty good. I mean, I, I can't hate on it. No. I didn't like it as much as the SmackDown one. No, the SmackDown one I thought was much better. Uh, but this one was good. It was serviceable. I mm-hmm. did really, really enjoy the spot with AJ Styles and almost When he oh. ripped the back of the pod open. <laughs> but, you know, they had a match to determine who got the privilege of entering as late as possible and he goes out of his way to get in early yeah so it's like <laughs> what um um now it kind of made sense because that was right after orton had basically rko'd everybody <laughs> so it was an opportunistic thing it was an opportunistic thing so it made sense but it was still it was interesting because it was a spot we we hadn't seen it was inventive yeah. it was something mm-hmm. we hadn't seen in the chamber before yeah so i i liked that um of course, Sheamus got to enter last because uh, he won the right to do that. Um, 
and let's see the end it was uh oh at the end it was mcintyre and hardy because sheamus did get eliminated before that um yeah uh, it was uh mcintyre and styles oh yeah sorry at the end. sorry yeah mm-hmm. sorry backwards and he, and he hit him with the uh claymore the claymore when, when he went yeah. for the flying form that's, right. that's which, right which i saw coming yeah i mean yeah. telegraphed definitely yeah it was out it of nowhere nice it did yeah, look nice. cool i will say cool. it, it looked good but it was obvious that that was going to happen but the real news yes coming out of elimination chamber is the cash in from the hurt business um <laughs> hmm, i like that out comes the Miz with with his uh, oh no out first sorry first, first out comes Bobby Lashley right and just decimates Drew McIntyre just full of rage beats the ever living tar out of him from bell to bell puts him in the hurt lock throws him into a bunch of stuff on the outside um, leaves him in a puddle in the ring then the Miz's music hits comes out which as soon as the Lashley attack happened i was like okay i know where this is going <laughs> yeah um oh and we saw mvp and the miz well, that's right they were talking on. so we knew something was up something was up and so the miz comes down cashes in uh hits him with the the plant ddt which doesn't get the three count so he picks him up hits the skull crushing finale one two three now you're two-time wwe champion the miz and and this is correct when they said that the only two-time Grand Slam champion in WWE history. That's insane to me. Yes. All the people that have won all those belts, mm-hmm. and he's the only one to have won them twice. I would have never, ever thought that. Until I heard it, I was like, because somebody on a news site had pointed it out right. early Monday morning, and I was like, wow. And then he came out and he mentioned it, and I was like, geez, that's crazy to think. It is crazy to think about. Um, so but, many people have had multiple intercontinental title runs and yeah. multiple U.S. title runs and multiple tag title runs, and yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, but congrats to the Miz. I'm actually, I was ecstatic for it to happen. Yeah, uh, I loved been, it. I loved. I it. was hoping that when he cashed in, he would actually be given the opportunity to win the belt and it not be a cash in and fail. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, very happy about that. Of course, that ties into Raw, which you'll have to stick around with us. We're going to talk about that a little more in depth uh, towards the end of the show. But we want to catch up on some other stuff. We're going to switch gears and we're going to go to the AEW side of things. Let's talk about the Women's Eliminator Tournament as it continues mostly online. Yeah, there, there's there's good news, bad news here. Yes, bad yes. news is most of it has again been relegated to online. Now, since they're doing the title match on March seventh, that's like a week and a half from now. I understand they are a little short on time. Yes, um, but they still have two hours on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, they they had, I don't know what, thirty two overblown tag matches last week. Yep, on on on. <laughs> dynamite could they not have given one of those spots <laughs> to one of the other women's matches yeah now granted we did get one and it was a spectacular match that's the good news yes Riho and serena d blew everything else last wednesday on any channel out of the water yes it was agreed absolutely fantastic 
Um, it, I, I've come to love Riho in Stardom, and uh, this was definitely the best I've seen from her in AEW. Yes. Uh, and like I say, she was a, a proven ratings draw when she was the champion when they initially launched. So her segments got some of the best ratings in the breakdowns. Uh, so to have her back is definitely good for AEW as a product. Um, but yeah, the match started out great. They were, you know, some chain wrestling showing the, and, and Serena Deeb's no slouch. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Serena Deeb is an excellent, excellent performer. Um, has been deserving of the championship. She's won and glad to have her back in the ring and have some spotlight thrown on her. Uh, but yeah, this match was, was excellent. They start with the chain wrestling then they trade submissions. Then there's like an injury angle for both of them with Rio on the outside and Serena D with her knee on the inside. Uh, and then they get back at it and they're just going back and forth, back and forth. And then like I, I pointed out before we started, I really love the finish because I do complain a lot about, we see too many, surprise roll-ups but here's where it was done perfectly because it was back and forth back and forth and she whipped out a roll-up oh Riho Riho uh went for this leverage kind of roll-up pin uh, which I can't even properly describe it but it was just different and it was believable that okay this one gave her the leverage to keep Serena Deeb's shoulder down and got the one, two, three. Uh, so Rio moves on in the, in the eliminator tournament, but yeah, no, I thought this was just, it was, I mean, this was a four-star match. Easy. I, I haven't seen every AEW match, but of every AEW match I've seen, this was my favorite. Ah, by, by far. It's not even a competition. Really? This is absolutely I, my favorite AEW match that I have seen. Uh, based on the ones that I have gotten to watch, this is for, for me, it's definitely top three. It mm-hmm. might be the number one. I'd have to go back and rewatch some of the other ones. Um, but yeah, this is definitely top three and was fantastic. Yeah. Loved every so. minute of it. So Rio does move on. So next she's going to face um, Thunder Rosa, which online, online, but that yeah. should be another excellent match and worth your time. And it's at Bleacher Report on Sunday. That's where you're going to see this match. Um. So it's not AEW's YouTube. It's a Bleacher Report. Really? On, on Sunday, yeah. Sunday at 7. Oh, I thought that might stick to the, the Monday at 7 like they've been doing. But I think they're still going to – they they might still have that show. Um, but they've got uh, Bleacher Report 7 o'clock on Sunday with that match. And um, also um, um, oh, Sakaz- uh, Sakazaki versus Mizunami in the okay. finals of the Japan side of things. And then we've got, um, of course, Anna J uh, due to injury to her shoulder. And she's going to be out like six to 12 months. Yeah, so. A long time. And for her just, I mean, she hasn't been wrestling that long, young talent get well soon. Uh, I've enjoyed her in ring work and I think she has a lot of potential. Um, so hopefully uh, she has a, a, a quicker recovery as opposed to a longer one and wish her all the best in her road to recovery. But of course she got replaced. Um, and unfortunately I do not have the name of the replacement talent, but they faced Dr. Britt Baker. And of course, uh, Maddie Renkowski. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Dude, Britt looked won. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the match is still good. Um, it was. Especially for a last second replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Britt Baker, of course, picks up the victory and she'll move on to face 
Nyla? Yes. Yes. Um, and then, of course, the winner of that match will face the winner of Riho and uh, Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking Thunder Rosa wins and we get Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. I want Rio to win, but I think Thunder Rosa is going to. Yeah, yeah, they have been pushing her pretty hard, and they've um, been pushing the Britt Baker Thunder Re- uh, Thunder Rosa thing. I'm gonna say Thunder Rio. Thunder Rio. <laughs> it's a new tag team. Um, <laughs> they'll take on Britt Baker and Nyla Rose later on down the road. Uh, but but at the same time, it's like, could you revisit Rio Nyla Rose? True, could do that too. I mean, there's. I could see a draw both ways. I can yeah. see where you'd want to book both of them, but I, I kind of think Britt Baker's going to win the whole thing, though. Now that and, you mentioned that, and I think you're probably right. And, and I, I, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I, Britt is who I think I said from the beginning I thought was who yeah. I, I wanted to win um, because they really need to push her to the moon as the heel, mm-hmm. um, need to put the strap on her, uh, and let her run with that as a heel champion, so you can have a baby face do the chase maybe build to a Britt Baker Reho. Yeah. That would be pretty interesting program for the title. But Where's uh, Abaddon. Yeah. It's like Abaddon went missing. She's hanging out with Oscar. Yeah. Face paint. <laughs> they're, they're shopping for face. paint. All, all single name, female wrestlers <laughs> whose names start with a follow us. <laughs> yes. Where are we going? Where are we going? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've got creative ideas for you. Maybe WWAW will listen. <laughs> yeah. Got it. But Hey, we can dream. They've stolen some of our other stuff. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so the Women's Eliminator Tournament, uh, it, it, it moves on. We'll wait to see what uh, the further developments from that are. Let's move on. Let's talk about Sting. Sting, I mean, this cements, he's ready to wrestle. Yeah. He's ready to have a match. If you saw it, Brian Cage, Powerbomb Sting. It wasn't a... I'll gingerly set him down power bomb. <laughs> this was a pretty gruesome looking spot and sting took it, it was fine. So this cements that he's going to be doing singles wrestling, maybe not a lot, but he's definitely going to have a couple programs. I think before he's all said and done, or, or if he doesn't have any singles matches, he's at least going to be very active in the tag matches and stuff that he has. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, happy to see that Sting is is good to go physically mm-hmm. uh, for some in-ring work. That can only help AEW with their ratings, being able to have him as part of matches and on TV. Um, so interesting to see uh, where they go with that and the, the tag match that they're, you know, got set up for the pay-per-view coming up. Um, let's, let's move on. we got to talk about Moxley and Omega because, mm-hmm. okay, exploding – Barbed wire death match. <laughs> um, have and that, and and this is a legitimate question because I don't know. Have we ever seen one of these on TV in the U.S.? I don't think so. I don't believe no. so. Uh, it, it, you know, it was a big thing in Japan. Yeah, I, I want to um, say that Funk and Foley might have had one stateside, but not on TV. I don't know. I know they did in Japan, but I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know about stay side. Um, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know what to feel. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't and know. I'm the same way. And I want to bring this up Moxley. Uh, I don't know if it was an interview or something he, or a tweet, but he was like, 
Yeah, like, don't give me the green light on this if unless you understand that I'm going to go all out. I am mm-hmm. not going to half-ass this. I'm going to do what I need to do to make this a spectacle. And like that scares me. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Um this is not going to be what we would traditionally consider a good match. No, no don't. <laughs> and don't try to convince us after it happens. No. Otherwise, this, this is, is going to be a cringe worthy match. Yeah. And not cringe worthy as, Oh man, they're messing everything up. It's going to be no. cringe worthy. Cause you're going to think somebody's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I guarantee you're going to see a lot of blood. Yeah. Um, and numerous other things yes yes uh this is oh i who knows what body fluids we'll see (laughs) (laughs) i'm starting to cringe now (laughs) um but yeah this is going to be especially (laughs) no i won't i won't don't don't (laughs) leave leave it you're you're hot for me huh oh you suck (laughs) (laughs) you're the kurt angle of this podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh Anyway, um, yeah, that's going to be a spectacle. That's going to be, I, I mean, I, you can't even begin to even try to talk about it or describe it because there's literally no way to predict what we're going to see other than carnage. It's going to be carnage. And, and barbed wire. And barbed wire. Yeah. And something's going to blow up. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Maybe Kenny Omega. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, but let's move on from AEW. Let's talk about a little bit of NXT. And let's start with the ladies there, man. Uh, EO and Tony setting up for this title match. I love it. I love it. I was at uh, Evolution mm-hmm. when they had their uh, Mae Young Classic final. Yep. Um, I consider that an honor to be there for that match because there are not many people in the United States that have gotten to see both mm-hmm. of those people wrestle. Um, and uh, at the time, I was for Tony. Uh, now probably has switched but i still i love both of them both of them know what they're doing in there and they're they're two of my favorites and give me this yeah um so if you didn't see it eo was there had a backstage segment where she was getting some like promotional photos and promo shots and then just out of nowhere (laughs) out of nowhere a foot comes in and kicks her in the face (laughs) yeah and it's tony storm now the funny part about this that i saw somebody point out is that if you go back and watch it the photographer never stops. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to point that out. I, I noticed that in the moment. Pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, now kick her on the left. All right, now pull her hair. Snap. <laughs> it's like goodness. But uh, so that's a little humorous side to it. But yeah, yeah. I, I noticed ex- that in the moment. Yeah, I am excited for this match. I think it's going to be awesome. Their May Young Classic final match was amazing. It was really so. good. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I can't wait. So more of it is not going to be a bad thing. Um, keeping with the other ladies, of course, they presented, um, well, to both the men and the women, they presented mm-hmm. the Dusty Classic uh, trophies to the respective winners. Uh, but the interesting thing happened when Raquel and Dakota were getting theirs, and then all of a sudden, the women's champions come out, the tag team champions, Nia and Shayna Baszler. And maybe what I predicted and what I want to happen might actually happen because it looks like uh, tonight. I think they said it would be tonight or maybe it's it's two weeks next week, next week. Uh, They're going to have a match for the belts. 
Yep. And like I say, I think this is where you need to have the belts drop to Raquel and Dakota. Let the women of NXT who tend to be booked correctly uh, as opposed to what we see on some of the other shows. Oscar, Raw. Raw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Smackdown, Raw, Smackdown's better. Smackdown's okay. Uh, Raw is the, the weak spot right there as far as the booking of the women, it looks like. Yeah. So, but let them make these women's titles mean something. Yeah. Um, and I think they can. I think they could do that. Plus, again, you could have Raquel and Dakota showing up on Raw, showing up on SmackDown, mm-hmm. um, getting a little bit more exposure, making the belt, getting some different matchups. So it's not just mm-hmm. the same, you know, challengers week after week after week. Um, yeah. So I, I think it would breathe new life into the belts and it's, it's desperately needed. Um, I, I will say, I do think the women's tag belts do mean something. Um, I think there was a, a time period when they didn't, uh, you know, when they gave them to the Iconics and then didn't put the Iconics on TV well, that's for, true, yeah. for forever. So at least, you know, the champions are out there every week that's and they true. are showing up on the different shows. Um, I yeah, think I, this... and I, I don't want to slight Shayna and Nia. They are doing a great job. Yeah. Um, um, I, I think this would be a good way to help the NXT women's division raise their profile like you were getting at. Uh, I think that could be the, the biggest benefit to this. And I'll tell you, um, the way that this segment was booked and written, not really booked, the way it was written, I think did a lot to get over the importance of those titles because you had the four of them, uh, Shayna, Nia, Dakota, and Raquel kind of squaring off there uh, in the middle of the ring. And over in the back corner, you had Beth Phoenix and MSK. And they were, I mean, they were a little cheesy with it, a little hammy with it, but you know what? It got over that it was important that what was happening in the ring mattered and that they were interested in it. So you had the winners of the men's dusty cup, totally intrigued and, and just captivated by what was happening with the women's division and the winners of the women's dusty Mm -hmm. cup. And I think that did a lot. Yeah, to help the women, and uh, you know, good on MSK. The wrestling style is not necessarily my thing. We'll see if they kind of tone it down a little bit and make it a little more realistic the longer they're around. But uh, you know, that was good. I'm not sure, you know, if they're learning to kind of do that sort of thing now, or if they learned it before when they were known as the British Bulldogs with a Z. Yes, the Bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, I'm um, very excited for next week and that title match. Um, Let's uh, let's close out NXT uh, US <laughs> uh, talking about, of course, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, <laughs> um, Oni Lorcan. <laughs> I mean, all this. So we had a six man tag, uh, of course, uh, at the the uh, takeover event. Adam Cole, of course, turned heel, super kicked Finn after the match, super kicked uh, Kyle O'Reilly or Mister Kyle, if you like to call him Mister Kyle. Mr. Kyle. Uh, but anyway, uh, they had the, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor, and uh, Roderick Strong taking on Oni Lorcan, Pete Dunn, and Danny Birch. And pretty good six man tag action going on. Yeah. As you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, towards the end, we had a, a ref bump after a drop kick, uh, which then saw Adam Cole come out and attack uh 
I mean, almost everybody, but he started with Kyle O'Reilly, hit him with that sick looking brain buster on the steps. (laughs) That was a cringe moment. It was. Um, And then, uh, of course, that led to the distraction. Finn Balor accidentally Paley kicks, uh, what, Roderick Strong? Or no, he Uh, Paley kicked uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. On accident, uh, thinking it was Adam Cole. Right. Uh, which allowed Pete Dunn to get in there and hit the brutalizer and win. Um, and then after the match, of course, Adam Cole came in and again kicked the living crap out of Finn Balor. <laughs> yeah. Picked up the title, held it above his head. So kind of see where that's going. Uh, looks like a Balor Cole program or some sort of triple threat. Hell, could be a fatal four way and throw Pete Dunn in as well. That's kind of the fun thing about this is it's hard to tell where it's going and who. Who, what side everybody's going to land on. Um, yeah. I mean, it's clear Finn and Cole are not going to end up on the same side. No. Um, but where is everybody else going to settle? I, it's it's hard to say. I don't know. Is Adam Cole going to team up with the guys that are buddy-buddy with uh, Pat McAfee? Right. And the history they've had? Is he right. joining that fold? Of course, we did get like a little promo from Pat. I didn't see it, mm-hmm. but I did read that he had like a little promo from the airplane or something like that mm-hmm. Yeah, during the show. Um, so I, I got a feeling we're going to see him again mm-hmm. around WrestleMania takeover season there. Feels like um, it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so this is very interesting. I like uh, the unpredictability of it is what makes it good. Yeah. Um, so we don't know where we're going, uh, what's going to lead up, where, how it's going to finally end up at that takeover around WrestleMania. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So next, I know you wanted to highlight some NXT UK. Yeah. The just, upstarts there. Just a couple people to kind of keep your eyes open for. I mean, I, I would imagine in the near future, they'll still be over there in the UK, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them eventually. Uh, make their way over to the U.S. side of things, the way that we've seen others do, like Pete Dunne and, and whatnot. Um, ben Carter was a huge name on the indie scene over there, and he actually had a match or two with AEW and with Impact before getting signed by WWE for the U, for the NXT UK brand. And he, he's got it. He's yeah. definitely got it. Um, he's got it athletically. He's got charisma. Um, you want to watch him and you want to like him. Um, he, he's, he's got a slight build. He's very lean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if what the likelihood would be of him being in a world title picture, but who knows? Again, we've, we've seen it before. I've, I've brought up Jeff Hardy as, as the perfect example of that, but I, I do think he's going to be something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just getting started. He's 22 years old, uh, just getting started. And uh, I think there are good things for him ahead, barring any, any injuries or anything like that. So if you're not familiar with Ben Carter, maybe look him up, check out NXT UK. Uh, and by the way, next week on NXT UK, Mako Setamora gets that title match with Kaylee Ray. So that is next week on NXT UK. I cannot wait it's during my spring break. I don't have to work. It's oh, awesome. lucky. Yeah. Um, but besides Ben Carter, I also want to highlight Aaliyah James. Um, also 22 years old and was also on the indie scene and uh she has yet to win a match on nxt uk but she's getting attention and uh she's she's very uh quick she's high flying but she's also sensible with her work it's believable um she has a a great look 
She has great facial expressions. She sells well. She bumps well. Uh, she does everything right. And she's just getting started. And um, she's very interactive with her fans on social media. Um, I mention her quite a bit on Twitter and she has liked every tweet I've mentioned her in. That's so, awesome. Very cool. Um, uh, and I, I think she, I really do think she's going to be something. Um, I don't know if Vince has seen her yet, but if so, I promise you, he has not forgotten her and she will be over on the state side of things at some point within the next couple of years. That's awesome. And actually I do want to kind of throw a little tag on here talking about some recent signings for NXT um, and I don't have the full list, but there are two I wanted to call out because I'm actually pretty excited for these. Um, they're both on the women's side. Uh, Taya Valkyrie is officially mm-hmm. signed now with right. WWE on the NXT brand. And so is Priscilla Kelly. Okay. Yeah. Who And I, I enjoy both of the, I enjoyed Taya's work in Impact. Of course, she's married to, to John Morrison. Um so it kind of made sense after her contract was impact. She was probably going to migrate over, but I think she could be a great addition. I think she could get fast track to the main roster too. Yeah. Um, Cause she already has those chops. Right. Um, but wherever she lands at, she's going to do good for them and help elevate the other women as well. And I just, I've always been a fan of Priscilla Kelly and her, her in-ring work. She's very different. It's mm-hmm. her style is, and I think if I'm correct, she was or still is uh, in a relationship with Darby Allen. Okay. Now, I don't know. There, someone said that that may have ended recently. I'm not sure about that. Um, so forgive me if tweet, I'm wrong. Tweet, tweet him and ask. I'll tweet him. And say, hey, what's up with you and Priscilla, man? <laughs> <laughs> she on the market? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that would be very tactful, and I'll probably get beat with a skateboard. Uh, but I do really enjoy her work, and she, again, it's more of that kind of, well, typically, not what don't know what her character is going to be when she finally makes it to TV. Or even her uh, name. Or even her name. They may, could change that, too. Uh, but she usually had kind of like a goth thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm excited for those two signings. We'll see where they go. They also signed like four or five other uh, men and women. One of which whose name I can't remember, but I saw the dude's picture and good God, it's like the incredible Hulk in the package of like six, two. Oh. <laughs> like, I mean, he's just jacked to yeah. all get out. Um, so I'm interested to see how, where, how he turns out. I think he's a former football player, but I, I Meacham might be the last name. I can't remember. Unfortunately, forgive me. Okay. But yeah, some really good uh, signings to NXT and some people to look out for. Definitely. Excellent. All right. Now we got some stardom news. I'm going to let you take that away and tell us what's up. All right. So Unagi Sayaka has, has been going through her seven match trial that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Uh, not going well for Unagi. Um, she's had five matches and she's won zero. Um, so she's faced Julia and Mayu Watani and Izumi and Hameka and Konami so far. And uh, has not won any. So she uh, didn't meet Julia. She didn't beat Julia. Uh, and she hasn't faced Momo. Um, okay. There are two more left. It was presented as being against the top seven. Clearly, it's kind of changed to seven of the top. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put Himeka or Konami. Zumi is debatable. Um, but uh, Himeka and Konami are solid stars. But they're not 
in the seven top. So I don't know who's going to be left out. She hasn't faced Utami Hayashishta, who is the World of Stardom champion. She hasn't faced Momo Watanabe. She hasn't faced um, uh, B Priestley. Um, so they're right there. That's three of the top seven. And at least somebody's getting left out. So I don't know who, who else she's going to face. But I, I'm curious where it's going, if she is going to win one or not. Um, maybe she loses all these, but maybe starts to pick up wins to show she's learned something from this. Maybe starts to pick up wins against some of the more mid cardish talents. They do need to be careful though, because she, she is a champion. She's part of their, their, their trios champion, the artists mm. of, of stardom with, with Tom and uh, Mina Shirakawa. So they, they do need to be a little careful with this because a couple of her opponents have not, taken her seriously in the match and kind of treated her like she's a joke and i'm not crazy about that but that's where we are with that so she's zero and five in her in her seven match trial series um speaking of someone who who used to not do well in singles matches Saya Kamitani, who has has definitely made her way up the ladder a little bit in the last six or eight months um she has a world of stardom championship match against utami hayashishta next week on march 3rd um, it, it's stardom's biggest show ever. I, I don't even think that's debatable. Uh, okay. The biggest show ever in the history of stardom. And that's the one match that doesn't feel that big to me because Saya Kamitini doesn't really have a resume. She spent most of her stardom career losing matches um, until she joined Queen's Quest and became a tag champion, but she still has struggled in some singles situations. She's won some, but not a whole lot. Um, but in a four-way, she did pin Utami, Hayashishta, and that is the champion and her Queen's Quest teammate. Um, so that is unquestionably the biggest win of her career so far and was a shock. You got an audible gasp from the crowd. Um, so that was kind of big for her and does at least add a little more credibility for her to her for her match with Utami next week. Um, so that was notable. And that was in a four-way with Julia and Tom Nakano. And uh, that rivalry has heated up because now... They were a little more clear. It is a hair versus hair match. Mm. So both of them putting their hair on the line. And now Julia is also putting her Wonder Stardom Championship on the line. So if Tom wins, Julia loses her hair and loses her title. And uh, again, Julia is up 2-1 in singles matches against Tom. And uh, this has been promoted to the main event of next week's big show from Nippon Budokan. Um, So it is the main event of the biggest show in stardom history and they deserve it both of them absolutely deserve it they are two of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now if you ask me who my favorite in stardom is it's going to be momo julia or tom uh depending on the day probably and so um but i i, I want tom to win this I, she needs to win this i think because she hasn't had that big title yet and uh, it's debatable as to whether the Wonder of Stardom Championship is bigger than the World of Stardom Championship. It at times feels like it is. And this is one of those times where it's in the main event. And so um, I know they're going to tear it up. They are unbelievably awesome together. And uh, man, I, I can't wait for this. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Somebody's losing their hair. And either, either one just seems absolutely impossible to me. So yeah. we'll see. But something else that felt impossible, we got a heel turn. Ooh, from Ruaka in Stars. She turns on Mayu Watani during a tag match. Um, Ruaka is, I think, 16 years old. Um, 
I've never seen her win a match. Um, but she turns heel, and then the next night they have another show, and she wins the Stardom Rumble. Oh. They had like a version of a Royal Rumble. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they appear to enter the ring about every 30 seconds or whenever they feel like it. And pins and submissions also count, so you can eliminate people that way. Um, but she joined up with Oedo Tai, and uh, they helped her win the match. I will say Momo eliminated B Priestley. I was happy about that. <laughs> um, but um, Oedo Tai helps, helps Ruaka win. And funny moment at the end after the match, um, Oedo Tai is standing there with her, and Natsuko Tora is on the mic and says, hands her the mic, hands Ruaka the mic and says, all right, here's your time to talk. And uh, all Ruaka says is, I won. And then she gives the mic back. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Natsuko Tor is like, don't you hate Mayu Watani? Do you not want to say something about that? <laughs> and she's just like, no, no. All right. <laughs> so that was it. Like, <laughs> Natsuko's trying to help her, like give a promo about her heel turn. And Ruaka's just like, no, I'm just happy I won a match. Um, <laughs> so that that was fun. But yeah. Big, 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 big show next week. Uh, it's another Stardom Rumble, but it's with all the stars, not all the stars, but a bunch of stars from the past. We've got Yoshiko coming back and Nene Takahashi coming back um, for their singles matches. Uh, one against Momo, one against Mayu. So uh, big show next week. Also on my spring break, although I do have a soccer match to go to first that day before I can watch it. And just remember, there's plenty of time left for Unagi to beat Momo in that seven match trial update <laughs> just so i can happen. see your reaction <laughs> better not happen all right well thanks for the stardom update um yeah sounds like a, a big big show coming up should be awesome um i guess kind of well i don't know not maybe not their version of wrestlemania but just their biggest show they've ever had right? it's their 10-year celebration show 10-year okay anniversary yeah. show uh, even though that was actually in january the 10-year anniversary for whatever reason they booked the show for march so but that's what it's celebrating. Ten years of stardom. Cool. That's excellent. Uh, let's move on to uh, SmackDown. Um, and speaking of heel turns, we got a solid, solidified, yes, he's a heel, Apollo Crews. Yeah. Finally, somebody's like, I'm I'm going to be back. I, I really want him to be part of the family. Mm. I kind of want him because, you know, we had that little – thing with him and reigns backstage talking a couple yeah. of weeks ago i'd love I, I and i think that if they're going to have him be the head of the family he needs a little bit bigger of a stable yeah. him and uso just aren't quite even if you when you bring jimmy back if he's part of it too it's still just the three of them i think it needs to be a little bigger have a little bit more gravitas right and i think that apollo would be a great addition yeah. to that it was a pretty brutal attack with the yeah steps, and then where he dropped them on biggie from the inside of the ring to the outside just casually coldly yeah. no emotion just just boom uh did, did you see talking smack mm, no okay apollo was on talking smack and it was interesting because he, he sat down and um kayla's asking him questions you know why did you do it or and he he literally didn't say a word he didn't say anything. And um, Paul Heyman was asking him. And uh, at some point, somebody just, again, asks him, what was the motivation? Or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. That was the gist of it. 
And uh, Apollo just turns his gaze to Paul Heyman, smiles, and nods at him, and then stands up and walks away. As if to say, mm. it was the stuff you said to me when I was here. Mm. Which could also tie into him being part of the family. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, I was getting confused. I was like, no, I watched Talking Smack, but it was last week's that I watched. I didn't see this week's yet. Okay. Um, or this, it was two weeks ago I saw, not this past week. Right. Um, but yeah, so, and I mean, Apollo has needed this. He has needed something to latch onto and to be a vehicle for him because smiling baby face Apollo just wasn't cutting it. There was no personality. Yeah. There was there, no character. There was nothing to latch onto, to relate to nothing. It was, you couldn't, you couldn't, you know, get behind him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just, I mean, there athletic, was no story, no story to him. Love is in ring work. He's phenomenal yeah. in the ring. What an athletic guy. Um, but you, we need that, the drama, that side to really, to care about whether it's right. hating him because he's beating up Biggie, who everybody loves or, you know, whatever, but I thought this was excellent. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad yep. that they finally did it. Yep. Now, we're going to switch gears and talk about one that we didn't see coming, and I, for the life of me, don't understand. And that's tiki, tiki, tiki. <laughs> Otis going heel. Like, Gable, okay, he's been a heel. I can see that. He can pull off the heel. Yeah. Why are we turning Otis heel? This made no sense. None. They must have a reason, but I don't know what it is. I mean, yeah, he's, he's very, very popular. He's beloved. People just love Otis. And I, I, I don't know. They've got to have something in mind. I There's hope so. Something that they want to do specifically. Otherwise, I don't know. Why else would you do it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I really hope this isn't, and this is me, you know, just conspiracy theory kind of thing. Is I really hope they're not doing this to cool him off because he's getting so popular. I hope this isn't being done to, you know, basically push him down. I feel he's already kind of been cooled off. Well, yeah, I mean, taking the money in the bank off of him. But then, you know, he started to, you know, when they put him with Chad Gable and... They were, what do they call themselves? The, um, the Alpha Academy, the Alpha Academy. Yeah. And then uh, they were with Daniel Bryan kind of too. Yeah. And that was yeah. working. He was getting the rub. It was, you know, it was like, okay, we're heating him back up, heating him back up. And now we're heel turning. Hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's, they just want them to be heels to work a tag team program. Um, but I, he's just such a unique face. Yeah. It's like, it, uh, what is he going to stop doing the worm? Cause there's no way he does the worm and people boo it. Right. I don't care if he's heel or not. That's a fun move. He makes it entertaining. Yeah. I just, I don't see, I just don't see it. It's the caterpillar or the caterpillar, <laughs> but yeah. Get it right. Tim. That's still the freaking worm. <laughs> so Scotty too hot. Um, but yeah, when I, I was in Tampa, I was walking around the Ebor city section of Tampa where I like to stay. And they have these, uh, these um, in, in the road, it's, it's stones. And uh, you can, I guess, purchase a stone and have it engraved with whatever you want it to have. This was a few years ago. And I was walking around, I was looking for something to eat and I was reading the stones. And one of them said, RIP Scotty too hot. <gasps> 
No. I took a picture of it and sent it to him on Twitter, and he, he liked it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody paid money. To, and, to- <laughs> and I wonder if they were just confused. And they got the names mixed up. I, I think it was before Grandmaster died, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's even worse. <laughs> yeah, it was before that. Yeah, I haven't been to Tampa in a few years. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That just reminded me of that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in Tampa paid money to have that engraved on a stone in Ybor City. I don't know what you did to him, Scotty, but <laughs> you might want to reach out. <laughs> it does sound like a threat. It does. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, confusing heel turn for Otis. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, kind of just a wait and see. I mean, on the one hand, it's good because it's keeping me guessing because I don't know what they're doing with it. No idea. And hopefully it turns into something good. Yeah. Um, and of course, and we highlighted because we talked about Reginald, of course, costing uh, Sasha and Bianca the the opportunity of the tag titles at Elimination Chamber. But they did have a little bit more that they fleshed out on SmackDown with this relationship because even Carmella was there. Mm-hmm. trying to figure out <laughs> the whole Reginald obsession. Where he stands. Yeah. yeah th- it, there's some complexity here. That, and we're seeing that in more than just a storyline. We're seeing complexity in multiple storylines right now. And I, I like it. They're, they're, they're writing these characters as full characters. You know, you can, you don't just have to associate with the person you're managing. Yeah. Or the person you accompany to ringside. And you can, you can like and hate different people for different reasons, whether they're faces or heels. And so I, I kind of like this and I don't know where Carmela is going to fit in with all the stuff with uh, that we assume is going to happen with Sasha and Bianca. Yeah. Cause even there, like on elimination chamber and the little promo before the match, uh, Reginald was sitting there talking. It was almost like, you know, a little flirty, flirty going on with Sasha, how he's just enamored with her and she's so beautiful. Um, so, but then again, you know, he ended up in a kind of questionable way, costing them the match. So we'll see. There's a lot of uh, this. This is a big old onion. Yeah. Got lots of layers. So uh, interested to see how they're going to tie that out and see how that's going to lead into WrestleMania and the uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship picture. Um, Let's move on to Raw. And uh, of course, we got to talk about Miz comes out, of course, to celebrate his championship. And then we get the reveal because almost you could have almost with a with a watch been like okay two minutes three minutes here we go <laughs> and out comes uh mvp and of course bobby lashley talking about you know well we did our part now it's time to get get what you owe us and of course miz is like uh uh I mean, i've got so much going on you know i've got press tours and everything being champion is so so grueling and so he gets given an hour a time limit of an hour to give an answer um and we'll revisit that. But uh, before we get there, uh, I just wanted to, since that started the show, wanted to bring it up. Uh, but then we get uh, Randy Orton cutting a promo, talking about, you know, the Fiend is not the one distracting me. I dealt with the Fiend. He's done. I'm through with him. It's not him distracting me. It's Alexa Bliss. It's Alexa Bliss. How many times have I said that? Uh, well, uh, out loud? No. <laughs> not many. <laughs> I, I live alone. You well, don't know. That's, that's, well, that's true. Like I say, in my earshot, only about 50 times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then, uh, and I, and at first I thought Papa Shango might be back. Um, yeah, saw that reference a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was all over the place. <laughs> it was, like, was it Alexa or Papa Shango? Yeah. I mean, he, didn't, he didn't make it to the rumble like I wanted him to. So. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. 
but yeah, so some spooky stuff starts happening and, and Randy's kind of coughing and then he, he coughs up some black goo. Yeah. And it's the so same black goo that leaked from the Ultimate Warrior's head during yeah. the Papa Shango thing, hence the Papa Shango references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so a little voodoo going on, but I think this is all Alexa Bliss, obviously, and it's yeah. just tying into that story. The Papa Shango thing, it's a fun little reference to throw in there, but obviously yeah. has nothing to do with this. Right, right. Um, Unfortunately. So obviously it looks like we are heading for Randy versus The Fiend at mm-hmm. mania that's got to yeah. be where this is going not the first time they faced each other at mania yeah and i mean maybe this will be a, re- a chance at redemption after that god awful house of horrors match yeah oh my god which was just let's put some weird images on the ring yeah wow yeah yeah it sucked uh anyway it was, uh, it was, it was rough yeah it was bad uh but yeah so interesting some more of that supernatural stuff going here and i've again been enjoying it so Mm -hmm. interested to see again we both agree we would prefer sasha be involved in the women's matches and that picture and that vision or i'm sorry who did i say you said sasha i'm sorry not i mean we want sasha involved obviously in all the women's wrestling but um yeah alexa involved in the the women's wrestling scene as opposed to just being a uh valet manager whatever support yeah. character right now but not actually in ring um a proxy a proxy a, for a the proxy thing. um but i do like it i mean i do like what they're doing with it mm-hmm. uh and i'm very interested to see uh the resurrection of the fiend and, and how yeah. it comes to be yeah Alexa's um, still my favorite thing even in small doses yeah i i, I still want to see her show up with a her own version of the fiend mask one night i'm with you yeah i think that would be awesome <laughs> yeah um but uh then uh we get some more charlotte and rick mm-hmm. they had to they had to, to to take it down a different direction yeah i mean you obviously had to because of the real life pregnancy mm-hmm. of lacey evans and obviously it's not Rick's <laughs> and they yeah. made very, they, they went out of their way to point that out. Yeah. They did. Like, I never said it was mine. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I just get really happy when other people get pregnant. <laughs> what? It makes no sense. He was so happy. He just, he needs to just quit doing the wrestling. He can just become a doula. Yeah, there you go. He can be a birthing coach. He wants to be so excited about people getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, again, it's I, I thought just, this was a good promo. I, it was Charlotte. a good promo, but it was again we saw it like what three weeks ago. Yeah, without yeah. the pregnancy references, of course, but it was pretty much the same thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it feels like it's leading to Charlotte and Oscar. Yeah, because then we, of course, we lead into a tag match: uh, Shayna and Nia versus Oscar and Charlotte. And we get the accidental contact yeah. uh, that leads to uh, that always. Except I praised it when it didn't lead to a breakup between Drew and Sheamus. Yeah, and then here, of course, you know, it's yeah, got it's, it. Looks like that's where it's headed. Um, but also, uh, tough as nails, Asuka, um, good on her. She shows up, she does a job, and she's awesome at it. Lost a tooth. She did in the match. Uh, from a uh just a bad spot um where Shayna 
kicked her in the face a little too hard. It was an accident, obviously. Uh, and you could tell because Shayna dropped down immediately. Yeah. Then that's really on what her. told me that. And the fact that Oscar's hand never left her mouth after that. Yeah. Told me that uh, it, it was probably she really got nailed. But I mean, look at Oscar still ended up taking a leg drop finish after that. Yeah. Um, because that's how professional she is. She's like, yeah. how tough she is. She's going to finish the match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it does look like we are gearing up the Oscar Charlotte split. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one, the, the one shining light that makes me hope and pray because I, well, I won't say there's no way they would do it twice in a row or anything like that is that we finally got confirmation Rhea Ripley's coming to Raw. My prediction is only like a month late. <laughs> um, but she is a, coming to a, a month or 18. Yeah, you know. Uh, and I believe she is going to be there next week. I think they said next week. It just said coming to Raw. Oh, just coming to Raw. Okay. So are you predicting next week? Next week. She's coming next week. She's <laughs> going to be there. Um, and uh, if you saw, I believe it was Mick Foley who actually said, I'm happy Rhea's coming. Push her correctly. Yeah. She needs to come in and basically be like Bobby Lashley and just yeah. destroy everybody. I, I think they, they already have some some patching up to do with Rhea. Yeah. So and, um yeah, they they want to be careful. She need to bring her in and just let her just have her run over people, have her go to Mania and win the belt. Whether that's against Charlotte or Asuka, I think that's how you need to book it. To yeah. to get her her course corrected after mm-hmm the questionable booking over the past year. <laughs> what about having Alexa win the butter WrestleMania, having Rhea win a one-on-one with Charlotte, not for mm-hmm. a title, and then having Rhea be the one to dethrone Alexa at SummerSlam. I'd be down for that. I'd be totally down for that. You can um, still keep Rhea strong, just not rush yeah. her. Let, let the audience get to know her and get used to her a little bit, kind of like what we were talking about with Bianca and not True. rushing it. And then uh, so that they really feel like everybody's behind her and she gets a big pop assuming crowds are back in August. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I really, really hope that Alexa is involved in WrestleMania in more than just a support role. Yeah. Although that's my fear is that. Yeah. I kind of feel what she's going to be because they're going to want to focus more on fiend and Randy. Yeah. Um, But we'll see, but I would totally, I, I would totally love that scenario. She can get her revenge on flair, get that win back at mania. And then, go on to SummerSlam to face Alexa. I would love to see Alexa versus Rhea would be a magnificent program. Yeah. It'd be a great David and Goliath story. Maybe they could do uh, Asuka and Charlotte at Fastlane and then have Asuka successfully defend because of Rhea. Maybe that's where Rhea shows up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Charlotte. I'm not done with you. (laughs) We got business. So that could be very cool. Now let's talk to my favorite part of Raw and – I the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yes, this sounds great. And that's what the culmination of the hour, the time limit is up. And Shano Mac comes out because Adam Pierce can't keep things under control because you got Braun Strowman coming out saying, I want a title match. It's still unfair. I have all the clarifications. I should have been in that match. <laughs> Love you, Braun, but just take a breath <laughs> in between your promos, bro. Um that he should have been in that title match. Um, and of course, you know, Bobby Lashley's like, you, you promised me a match. I'm here to collect. I want it. I want it. Um, 
Shane comes down, asks um, Pierce, if, you know, what kind of ship he's running. Uh, tells Braun he's stupid. <laughs> Classic Shano. Yeah, that's and that's going to happen at Mania. I, I, I dollars to donuts right now. Braun Strowman, Shano Mac, WrestleMania. It's going to happen. But we set up a match: Strowman versus Lashley. And if Strowman can win. He gets put into a triple threat uh, for the title with Miz and Lashley next week on Raw. So we get to the match, and lo and behold, a little surprising. It's basically a squash. <laughs> Lashley, again, booked so strong right now, beats the tar out of Strowman. Um, and then <laughs> beats the tar out of Miz. And he just stands there at the end of the show holding that title belt. And that, I think, is the future. I think Lashley is going to go into WrestleMania as your WWE champion. Now, who he faces, I don't know. That's a big question. McIntyre, obviously, could be the obvious choice because Lashley screwed him, comes back, tries to get that match. Because for some reason, I don't think the title change happens next week. I think they save that for Fastlane. I think Morrison gets involved. Something happens. It's a, a screwy DQ. finish, DQ, count out, whatever. Um, and we move to fast lane before Lashley gets that victory. Um, and then go into, uh, I mean, because Drew could show up and cost Lashley, Lashley the match. Yeah. Um, and then set up fast lane somehow or even a triple threat who knows they like yeah. triple threats so it could happen um but yeah but i i really like the idea of lashley as champion i'd actually he, see him keep it past wrestlemania <laughs> he he's grown on me since being in the hurt business i i will say that he's still not in my top tier favorites mm-hmm. but i'm a lot better with this now than i would have been ever really before in his entire career um i still i love miz as champion, yes, I do too. And I, I would like to see him have an actual run with with the belt here. But like you, I don't think that's going to happen. At least not right now. Um, it, it was it was a fun moment, him him winning the, yes. the title from Drew. Um, but yeah, I I think I think you're right. And there are different ways they could go with it. Like you said, it could happen next week, but could be fast lane or whatever. But I I'm in agreement with you. I I do think. I do think uh, Lashley will walk into WrestleMania as champion. I'm thinking it'll be a one-on-one match with Drew. Um, Probably. I, I prefer my one-on-one matches. I So, you know, especially at WrestleMania and stuff like that, where it's supposed to be personal issues. Yeah. Um, so that that's what I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards Lashley defending against Drew at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think that's what happens. And then you get Miz and a mixed tag, or not a mixed tag, but a tag team match against like Bad Bunny and um, Damian Priest. Yeah, with with Miz and Morrison. Yeah, because they, you know, because the slap from Bad Bunny at the pay per view, they're keeping that kind of in the back of your mind. Yeah, I think they're going to revisit that. I think that's your mania match with Miz involved. Bad Bunny but, is not a fighting champion. He did not defend that belt on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I mean, talk about. I mean, he did have the belt with him, which was awesome. Yeah, but missed opportunity. It was even if he defended and didn't lose it. Right. You know, have Damian Priest there hanging out with him because he's at SNL and have him mm-hmm. be the reason that Truth can't cash in yeah. uh, or not cash in, but uh, but ben. get the belt back. 
Mm-hmm. Although I did love the little spot with Damian Priest. Truth, I can see you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. there's a ref here. We know what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was that was a fun spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Raw, um, a little bit better of a grade this week. I thought it was better than it has been. They're freshening things up a little bit, but they need to work on the women. Yeah, still gotta work on the women though. Um, but yeah, so let's 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 end things with um a little extra bonus we got after Elimination Chamber. We had a new Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold, and his guest was Sasha Banks. And this was an excellent, excellent Broken Skull section. It, sessions. It, it was. just She was so candid and so real and so yes. herself. Um, she's not afraid to just say that she is good and she knows it. And I think that's awesome. Um, I think we all should do that. I think when we're good at something, we should have no problem telling people we're good at it. Um, I, I felt validated by Steve Austin, who at the beginning didn't just say he was a fan of Sasha Banks. He said that she was one of his all time favorites, all time favorites coming from Steve Austin. I win. (laughs) You win. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but she she also validated many of the things I've said about her on this show, yeah. talking about how she didn't just watch wrestling. She studied wrestling. And I've talked about how I've I've always watched it the same way. I don't just watch it. I study it. And it's it's obvious to me that she does that because of her work and how she talks about how she always leads the matches. I've talked about that, how it, to me, it, it seemed pretty obvious that she always leads because her matches are consistently uh fantastic but also consistently um with good philosophy uh, philosophy with good <laughs> psychology um with uh unpredictability with being different she talks about that too how she always looks to do something different that you don't see in in matches all the time and so she just she she admitted all this stuff that i've been saying about her for years i might actually know what i'm talking about isn't that crazy it's possible. It's very, mm. very possible. You might know what you're talking about. No, this is really great. You're right. They pointed out a lot of stuff that you brought up on the show before. Um, again, like with the always leading, studying, and always wanting to be different and not do the same spots and be that vacuum wrestling we talk about. Yep. Hashtag vacuum wrestling. Um, <laughs> get it trending on Twitter, people. Um, but, oh, we can do it. Yeah, we can do it. Um, well, actually, hashtag positively wrestling. Let's get us. Some, let's <laughs> yeah, let's do Twitter. that first. Let's do that first. Then we'll get something <laughs> else going. Get us over first, people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I thought this was amazing. And some of the things like the when she talks about, I guess, back in 2016, when they came up with the boss character and how no one got it except for one guy. And thank mm-hmm. God for Dusty Rhodes, baby. Yeah. He got it. He understood. And because she even said she thought she might be getting released. Yeah. She thought she was done. Like, she wasn't catching on. But thank God they found the boss character and that Dusty believed in it. And they ran with it because we we still have Sasha now. She's the boss. But I really enjoyed when they did the deep dive talking about 2019. And, of course, there was, you know, dropping the belts to the Iconics. And, um, you know, there's a, there was all that speculation going on around the time of what was actually going on. And what it was is she was she was searching for herself. She she had kind of forgotten who she was and trying she was to depressed. Yeah, depressed. And I, and for a performer, 
Now, I mean, I, like, you know, I've done a little bit of acting here and there, nothing at this stage where you're living that persona 250 days a year, you know, however yeah. many days you're uh, in front of uh, cameras or and, performing. And they're not like television or movie actors where, you know, uh, Jim Carrey goes to dinner. He's Jim Carrey. He's yeah. not the Grinch. He's, right. he's not Andy Kaufman. He's Jim Carrey. Whereas Mercedes goes to dinner. She's Sasha Banks. Remember, it's, like, it's Sasha Banks is here. Yeah, nobody's like, oh, it's Mercedes Renato. No, nobody says that. Um, right. But yeah, so I, I can't imagine the mental separation that you have from that, trying to you know figure out who you are, uh, like when you have to live as this character for so long every year uh, and not getting many breaks. Um, so yeah, she took six months off because she wanted to figure out who she was again, you know, and if you've ever dealt with depression, went through stuff, I mean, it's serious stuff. I mean, we've talked about it before and its effects um, on people in this business. Uh, and I mean, I'm happy that she was able to overcome it because now she's flying high. She's yeah. doing great. But I mean, it is a scary thing, but I, I appreciated that, you know, she let the wall down and actually was very candid about it and talked about it. Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. For her to do that because it shows everyone else it's okay to do that. It's okay to be depressed. It, it happens. Yep. It, it's not a bad thing. You just need to make sure, like anything, you take care of yourself and figure out the best course of action to deal with it. Um, whether it be therapy, personal reflection, you know, whatever you choose to do. But there's help out there to help people. Um, and you just sometimes you just got to reach out. That's just how it is. But I really, really loved the Broken Skull Sessions. And, I mean, you're a super Sasha fan. I like Sasha, too. I'm not the fan you are. But, I mean, this should be. Well, I mean, I, I love What's watching her you? matches. I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm crap. It's okay. I'm a horrible guy. Yeah, uh-huh. We'll see. <laughs> Triple threat. <laughs> Triple threat. Hey, who's the third one? Uh, it's a... a Someone to be named Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'm your mega. <laughs> Gonna win this match, be a dream come true. Um, I'm, your I'm pretty sure even at his age, he's kicked both of our asses. Yeah, he would, <laughs> but um, but I really, really enjoyed seeing this side of Sasha, seeing her let the walls down, and made me an even bigger fan to, yeah. to see this. Um, but so happy she got back and is where she is now. Uh, and she's still, at the top. She's at the top and still has many years in front of her Yep, if she chooses. So um, love that. But speaking of things we love, since that's kind of the end of our stuff that we had in our rundown, what was something you loved this week? Ah, you spoiled it. I wasn't going to mention it. And then you mentioned it. But I love that the photographer kept taking <laughs> pictures <laughs> during the EO and Tony beatdown. It was absolutely my favorite thing about that segment. Uh, <laughs> man, you mentioned that and i was like oh oh dang sorry i didn't mean yeah, to steal but... your thunder it's totally unintentional <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, it now that was a, that was a great one me it's it's a tweet um i actually read it today i think it, it it was after elimination chamber and it came from kevin owens and he did a little video and he talked about his appreciation and i think this is something that doesn't get highlighted enough that's why i wanted to put it in my thing that i love is the highlight of the production crew 
he said while he was in the chamber you know he for a moment he was sitting there just thinking man the work that goes in the guys that have to build this get it into this space get it set up make it safe for us to use the design the execution and he said then he started looking out and he's like and then all the led screens all the stuff that goes in to put the fans in there for the thunderdome and people those are the unsung heroes of professional wrestling as far as on the tv and for the pay-per-views because without your production crew we don't get to see any of it or it doesn't look as good or it doesn't happen and it just doesn't happen and they don't get enough love i feel because of the behind the scenes i mean we talk about the bookers and you know the writers but these are the guys that get do the down and the dirty that do all the hard work really besides you know the hard work of the performers but the technical side and he wanted to show love to them and and show them some respect and i thought that was awesome so i wanted to highlight that cool very good but yeah so that's our show um now coming up in 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 just what six weeks now wrestlemania we're six weeks away five weeks six okay it's five uh, or six april 10th and 11th so whatever that puts it at yeah so yeah right about six weeks it looks like maybe seven but um we are of course hopefully going to finally be able to get together and watch some wrestling again that's 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 our hope it's what we're planning on and we haven't talked about this before what i'm about to throw out here oh god um and we could we will talk about it but what (laughs) i would love to do is savio vega coming yes savio vega is going to be there um he's gonna be our special guest because i would love to do shows after each night oh a recap show Mm -hmm. talking about immediately what our thoughts were since we'll both be in the same space i can bring my equipment yep and we can set it up, I feel. And I think that might be something cool. Might yep. even be able to figure out how to do it live. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. We'll, we'll um, if that's something you guys think would be kind of cool, especially if we do a live one, would you be up for staying up an extra 30 to 45 minutes after each night to hear us talk about the show and what happened? Let us know. See if that's something maybe we can pull off. Um, but yeah, so... I want to get mostly I'm doing this because I want to hear some of the user feedback and the yeah. listener feedback. But yeah, so we're going to hopefully work on that. We'll see. We're not uh, sure we're going to be able to even get together, but we're, we're, yeah. we're trying to figure it out. If, if we can get together, if we can pull that off, I'm hoping to get vaccinated soon. That's, yes. that's my hope. Um, I hope so as well, but I know I'm not as important. Yeah. It's not as important as I am, Tim. I am not, I'm not as important as you, but I don't think I'm, as uh high a placement on the waiting right. list right now so i don't know that i would have mine by the time we get there right but we'll see um but yeah so hopefully but uh tell us your thoughts let us know what you think uh of course you can find us on twitter at plus wrestlecast that's p-l-u-s wrestlecast you can find me at timothy k you can find steven at bizarro doom you can go on facebook and search for us there just search for the positively wrestling podcast Uh, like share subscribe spread the word let's set a new single download record for this week's show that would be awesome and but again we do love all the support that you give us um and anything else steve i'm good have a good week Yep. Stay safe out there, everybody. We will talk to you next week right here on Positively Wrestling.